Salwate to Skibli, and welcome again to another episode of Latin and Layman's. Today, we're going to be doing some etymologizing of a bunch of pathologies that I decided to just kind of look at and glom over and see what I could learn from, what you could learn from, what we all could learn from. And, well, you know, I won't get into much of a ramble bamble before we get started. Unfortunately, though, my thoughts and prayers and all the good energy that I can muster up is being uh, sent to all the people out there that um, are reeling from the, the shooting, actually, in town over the night last night. There was um, a shooting at a club, at a gay club here in Colorado Springs. And, um, yeah, you know, just another shooting, as we all are very well aware of at this point. It, it isn't that we're shocked by it. It's just... We're shocked. Well, rather, we're not shocked, which is actually shocking because these things are happening so often to the point where it, it isn't really how it was way back when Columbine first happened. Now it's a lot more where it's, yeah, I don't know. Just pretty upsetting. Just thinking about it, thinking about how, like, you know. The climate of the world right now is just so heated, so angry, so volatile that the divisiveness is just getting more and more extreme. And the divisiveness is being fueled by the vacuums that they find themselves in, the vacuums that help affirm their side and the vacuums that help affirm the other side. So then it starts to create more of that polarity. And it just is creating this, like, I don't want to say war, but like, it's like a, it's like a quiet war, I feel like. It's just like things are being done. It's like terrorism on one side or the other. I don't know. <clears throat> Regardless of, we're going to go ahead and get right on into some Latin. We're not going to get super bogged down by rather upsetting events in our lives. Um, but let it be known, I'm thinking about all those out there that are reeling from that and have people involved in the shooting and or were, you know, unfortunately taken from us. Five people died, 12 were injured. Um, maybe the 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 number will go up but you know what i'm afraid that we're falling away from being human towards one another more and more and more so and it isn't a failure of really it's just a failure of empathy we fail to empathize with one another nowadays because we're too busy trying to push an agenda push an ideology push a dogmatic view something that is not understanding whatsoever. It's very much, instead of seeking to understand, we're seeking to be understood. And that's not how it should be. We should understand people before we ask other people to understand who we are and what we are. Because at the end of the day, understanding and being empathetic is what will combat all of this negativity, all this hate, and all of this, um, yeah. Before I begin, I would love some support over at my Spotify at 
Latin and Layman's or Apple Podcasts, Latin and Layman's Rhetoric Revolution. Just want to shout out those that have been supporting me as of late, been making quite a headway, and I just want to keep that momentum going. So if you guys want to help me keep that momentum, please do so or spread the word, spread the word to anybody and and everybody that might find some sort of value from this. Um, yeah, uh, I thought it was funny. Some guy reached out to me on my TikTok and said that he had been saving my videos because it's helping him go through his um, his science class in high school. And this kid is over in the East Coast, but I guess my periodic table um, and Latin, all that really helped him out quite a bit. So you know what? I love to do that kind of stuff. So if I'm if I'm helping you learn and expand your mind in a way that you never thought that you would, hey, all I ask is that maybe you let somebody else know. Spread the knowledge. Spread the good nature. Spread the rhetoric revolution. So without further ado, let's get into our first word, arthritis. Like I said, a lot of these are going to be pathology. So arthritis comes from, well, it is in reference to the inflammation of a joint, according to Almighty Google, but it comes from arthritis or arthritis, which refers to pertaining uh, uh, pertaining to joints uh, in the Greek. Um, it comes from arthron, a joint plus itis, which is the inflammation of. So, itis plus arthron equals inflammation of the joint, and that's what arthritis is. Second word, conjunctivitis. Con means together and or with. Jungo. That yunked comes from the yungo, yungere, which means to join together, to yoke together. And itis refers to the inflammation of. So it's an assimilated form of con, yungere, itis, which refers to the inflammation of the joining together with. And what is conjunctivitis? Well, it is also known as pink eye because it, it can cause that the white of the eye to take on a red or pink color. The symptoms that come along with that uh, typically in, include redness and inflammation and swelling of the whites of the eye. So if you didn't know that, that that's, there you go. And conjunct the, the joining of together or with is the eyelids swelling together and they're coming together. So that's where the etymological derivation comes from. Next one that we have here is diabetes. Dia means through and betis comes from bienin in Greek. Um, which means to go, to walk, or to step. So putting those two together, literally, it means a passer through or a siphon or essentially from diabanin to pass through. And why is it just meaning to pass through? Well, essentially, diabetes was a medical name of a set of afflictions characterized by abnormal discharge of urine. If you didn't know, now you know that's where diabetes originally came from, but now we kind of think of diabetes as that excess of sugar. But if you didn't know, when you are in a hyperinsulin state or you have hyperinsulin um, insulin sensitivity, um, your process, processing of sugar is very quick and very fast. It makes me think of when I was a kid, I would always refrain from ever getting Cokes or like, you know, m mom and dad didn't let me get a Coke, a Sprite more like at the movie theater, because as soon as I drink a Sprite, I had that hyper insulinemic response where I just had to go pee over and over and over and over and over again. People, um, that's what happens a lot of the time is urine is basically a lot of it is just filtered fluid and especially filtered blood if you didn't think about it or if you didn't know. So 
diabetes really is just characterized by an abnormal or excessive discharge of urine. Um, so that's where it literally gets the literal term, um, a passer through, aka a siphon, or aka to pass through. So if you didn't know, now you know. If you're diabetes, a lot of the time when you talk about your excessive need to urinate um, and or uh, unquenchable thirst, that is diabetic symptomatology. Um, only one piece of the puzzle. I mean, it could be that you're just, um, I don't know, dehydrated plus having diuretics, dia meaning through, uretics re referring to urea coming from urine, dia, uretic, diuretics means um, through urine, urine through the body, essentially. Next one that we're going to get here, chlamydia. This, well, if you guys didn't know, chlamydia is a type of general infection. It's actually got its name from the bacteria that causes it. So from the Latinized combining form of the Greek, chlamyes, or chlamydia, chlamyes, move, man, I'm bad with the Greek. Chlamydios, which refers to a short handle, an upper garment for men or a military cloak, um, plus an abstract noun ending ia, which refers to the pertaining to. So the, literally, chlamydia refers to the pertaining to the upper garment for men, essentially. So chlamydia being the genital infection, the, the reason why they named it as such was it was said to be called thus due to its ability to kind of cloak. Uh, the nuclei of the infected cells, essentially. So that's where you get the chlamys, and then the genitive singular form would be chlamydios. I can pronounce that one a lot better, which would be the upper garment, the military cloak, the short mantle. Quastrillium difficile. This is where you get C. diff. If you've ever heard of it, it's a type of um, bacteria. Quastrillium difficile, the... Um, it's the genus name for these type of gram-positive spore-forming anaerobic bacterias. Anaerobic without air, air, arrow referring to air, and uh, bic referring to bios, which is life. So without the presence of needing uh, air to produce life bacteria. So this bacteria thrives in um, anaerobic states without air. Comes from the Greek cluster, which means spindle, because under the microscope, the colonies resembled spindles used in cloth weaving and long sticks with a bulge at the end. So clostridium looks like a spindle because it looks like that underneath a microscope. A lot of the bacteria are named as such because of what we actually kind of see what it looks like underneath the microscope. Same thing for coronavirus. Corona in Latin means crown. Coronavirus underneath the, the microscope looks like a bunch of little crowns. Oh, I know this one anyways. It's Staphylococcus aureus. Staphylococcus, Staphylo, refers to a bunch of grapes from the Greek. Um, Staphylo, which means a bunch of grapes. Caucus refers to a berry. This is where, um, this is also Greek. And then aureus, like AU on the periodic table. This is the Latin meaning golden. So Staphylococcus aureus means a bunch of grapes, berry grapes, uh, that are golden. 
um, the bacteria of the Staphylococcus aureus looks like a cluster of small berry-shaped cells, the coccus, that are arranged in a formation which resembles a bunch of you know, grapes, the Staphylo, and appear golden aureus in color when um, they're grown in, in a petri dish. There you go with that one. If you didn't know, now you know. Next one we have here, depression. Depression. It actually comes directly from the medieval Latin depressionem. The nominative form would be depressio or depressio. Depressio would be the classical formulation and depressio would be the more um, medieval Latin, the classical Latin. It's a noun of action from the past participial stem of the Latin deprimere, which means to press down or to depress. De down from press to press. So when you deprimere, you press down. And when you are depressed, you are pressed down by something, not knowing what essentially or by whom, but really just an overarching sense of feeling pressed down, feeling weighty, feeling heavy. Leukemia is our next one here. Leukemia refers to a progressive blood disease characterized by um, abnormal accumulation of leukocytes, aka a type of white blood cell. Leukemia comes from the Greek leukos, which come, uh, which means clear or white. This is where we get lumos from in the Latin, which means light and or white. Um, alba means white, but it's what later translation uh, translates to alba. So it really refers to light and our brightness, aka a white blood cell. And then emia, referring to hema or hemia, which means blood. Remember, like hemophilia, the affinity to bleed a lot if you lack the proper thrombocytes in order to create that blood clot. So hemia means presence or rather, yeah, presence in blood essentially. So um, there's a predominant nature of clear or white in the presence of your blood. And that's what leukemia is. If you have a blood test done, you will have an abnormally white blood cell count, among other things. Fibromyalgia. Fibro, from the Latin fibra, a fiber of filament, plus the Greek mice, coming from uh, the M-Y-O-S, which means muscle, like myofibular, myofascial release myocarditis, myo meaning muscle, card referring to heart, itis meaning inflammation of. But in this case, myo or meiosis or myo referring to muscle and agia, algia refers to pain. If you have pain plus muscle plus fiber or filament, fibromyalgia is the condition of pain uh, in the muscle of fiber or filaments. If you didn't know, now you know. Its earlier name for the condition was fibrositis, the inflammation of the fibers, the fibers within your muscles, right? Because your fiber or your muscles are made up of fibers and spindles. You got your actin, your myosin within the sarcomere. You have your um, your A band, Z band, all those. I, I, I'm trying to pull up a cross section in my head, but I kind of forget a little bit. Next one that we have here, though, is gonorrhea. Um, from the late Latin, gonorrhea, which comes from the Greek, rather, or, well, it comes from the um, the assimilated forms here, gonos, which refers to seed. This is where we get gonad from, plus rhea, which means to flow from raining to flow. 
So this is where we get diarrhea from. Diarrhea refers to a flowing through. And essentially, that's what diarrhea is. It's just a flowing through your body, essentially. So you have, in this case, a flowing through of seed because when you had gonorrhea way back when, they actually had mistaked the mucus discharge for semen. I know that that's really gross, but that's just what medicine is. There are a lot of gross things in part of the medical field that you have to deal with and you have to understand and you have to further extrapolate evidence from because no, it wasn't that it was semen. It was actually the muscle, not the muscle discharge, the mucus discharge uh, associated with gonorrhea. Okay, another infection of the uh, genital region. Influenza, in meaning, well, first off, influenza from the Latin influenza, which refers to influenza or epidemic, originally came from uh, the Latin, the medieval Latin, influentia, which in an astrological sense actually meant visitation or an influence, but of the stars essentially, because, let me get some water here. It was used in Italian for diseases at least since I, I believe I read it was like the 1500s um, on notion of astral, occult, or atmospheric influence. Um, so a little historical stuff back in the 1970s, mid-1970s, I believe, there was an outbreak that began in Italy, often applied uh, since that time. Uh, with severe colds, they felt that the influenza was brought on by some changing of the stars. Um, so I, I found I felt that that was very interesting, uh, that it was afflicted by some sort of evil star, essentially, that was, you know, you know, I don't know, astrology. You guys do your thing with the astrological sense, and I'll keep I'll stay in my lane with all that stuff, because I don't know a lot of it. You can hit up my Zodiac um, podcast, one of my prior episodes. I believe it's about like five or six episodes back. And you can learn a lot of nuances about your own Zodiac sign with an astro astrological sense. Now I'm just going to wrap through a few terms just real quickly because I saw them, I thought of them, and they're really just super easy for me to break down real quick. Um, first off, starting with benign. Benign refers to something that is non-cancerous. Um, it comes from the Latin bene or bonus, which refers to good, but it's vocative form bene, which means good. You know, if I were to say quid august, which means, you know, what's up? How are you? You could say bene, which would mean good, or you could say fessus, which is mean tired, or optime, which would mean excellent, or uh, I don't know, pessime, if you want to do, if you're not feeling very good pessimistic, if you will. Uh, malignant, however, coming from the Latin mollus, um, which refers to bad. This is where we get malignant, malnourished, maladaptive, badly ad ad adaptive, badly nourished. Malignant refers to a cancerous, and in this case, maybe like a tumor or something like that, a malignant tumor versus a benign tumor. Another one would be biopsy. Bios referring to life, Opsis referring to the Latin verb opto optaria, which means to choose um, it or to see. Biopsy is uh, the choosing of life, essentially. What is a biopsy? According to 
almighty Google, a tissue sample for testing purposes. Hypotension, hypo meaning low, tension directly from the Latin tensonium. Uh, its nominative form is tensio, which refers to a stretching in the medieval Latin, a struggle or a contest, tension, tensile. The noun state from tensus, the past participial form from tendere, which means to stretch. So when you are a hypotensive, you have low blood pressure. You are in a low state of being stressed or stretched. Hypertension, however, would be high blood pressure, hyper meaning high tension, again, for referring to the past participial form of tendere, which means to stretch. So a stretching a high stretching, aka if you have high blood pressure, you're stretching your body highly to a high degree at this point because you should not be in a hypertensive state. That is not good on the body overall. And if you're chronically hypertensive, that's bad, bad, bad news. Don't do that to yourself. When something is in remission, in means in or into. Remission comes from re meaning back and or again. Mission comes from, well, that's that fourth principle part, that past participial stem from mito mitere, which means to send. So when you are in remission or when something is in remission, it is in the process of being sent back. And according to Almighty Google, the disease is not getting worse, aka it is getting better or not to be confused with really being cured, but really just in a state of not progressing uh, to, to bad things. Um, Next one that we have here, epidermis. Epi meaning upon or outer, and dermis referring to dermal um, or dermos referring to the skin. So epidermis, the skin on the outermost, essentially. And what is the epidermis? It is your outermost layer of the skin. Um, and then the last one that I want to talk to talk about, because I didn't think about this, but embolism. M meaning within, and bolism referring to bolic, that balin. Remember, anabolic refers to a throwing up of. Catabolic is a throwing downwards of in terms of metabolism. But embolism refers to a blood clot because if you are within and you are throwing up within, well, if you're doing it within your body, then you're just creating more of a mass, right? You're creating more of a clot. Embolisms are what are created from our thrombocytic bad boys that, uh, you know, they thrombose re refers to clot and or to lump. Site refers to cell. So thrombocytes are cells that throw up in creating that emboli embolytic state, the blood clot, to then become a little bit of a um, scabby scab. Now, if you learned something new, I would very much appreciate the love and support. Hopping on over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, spreading the love and support. Hit me up at Liam, Liam Connerly at, at gmail.com or Latin in layman's at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you guys. You can go check me out also at TikTok at Mr. Liam Connerly. You can see more visual representations of what I go over via just this podcasting deal. Again, I want to shout out all those that have been giving me so much love and support. I love you guys. I appreciate you. You guys keep me going to the nth degree and I can't stop and I won't stop. So thanks again, everybody. Stick with me. Let's continue this rhetoric revolution because I'm feeling good about it and I want you to be a part of it.
let's let's help under uh, let's help people understand the beauty of language the beauty of commanding one's language and the beauty of learning for the sake of learning for the sake of growing and for the sake of understanding more of what we didn't know before thank you again everybody tempo says to scatter